Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 222 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on June the 17th, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Happy Tuesday. Two, two, two. Oh, I got it. Of Let's course, the week, the week that we did record on a Tuesday. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive with us. Every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. We've got so much news to get to today, and we've got an awesome e-ticket attraction. Like, I'm so excited, I can't even think of taking this off. Oh, nice. Yeah. We've got so much going on. Apologies for the episode being late this week. Um, normally, you know, we want to record on Tuesdays, but um, obviously that's not going to happen on a day where I have to fly in from... Uh, um, New Jersey the night before and got in at From two in parts unknown. Yes, and got in at, at two in the morning. <laughs> horrible flight. Horrible. Delays. Was that on purpose? Or no, the- no delays and you know sitting on the runway for over an hour and just Oof. terrible. It was really bad. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, we're not here to talk about my travel woes. We're here to talk about Walt Disney World, and to do that, we're going to get into the news brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost. To you. All right. Worldwide news. We're going broad and we're going to stay broad for a while because I know it's only been a week and some change, like a week and two days since we've done the last show. But so much news has dropped this week, Peter Mandel. Like, it's ridiculous. Tell me. All right. So first up, right, we're going to start with the biggie, as we usually do. And I feel like this is probably the last time we'll be talking about this topic. But uh, Disney has ended its mask policy for vaccinated guests. That is um, a great thing to hear. Yes. Okay, so what does this mean? What does it look like? Are there places you still have to wear masks? Spoiler alert, yes. Uh, So let's go through it. The crowds are obviously back. The end of mask requirements are bringing in the crowds. So here's what you need to know. Um, You do not have... If you are vaccinated uh, for COVID-19, you do not have to wear a mask outside, inside, or on any attractions whatsoever. Perfect. Yeah. The cast members, however, are all still wearing masks with face shields being optional and most choosing not to wear them. And of course, if if you still want to wear a mask or if you're not vaccinated, you you have to wear a mask. Um, and of course, di- of course, Disney has no way of checking this. So it's honor system. And I hope everybody would, you know, be honorable with that because it's safety, you know. But the uh, some people will obviously still choose to wear a mask. And some people will choose not to. So, and and I think that is a valid choice for everyone. So, sure, yeah, no no judgment on anyone who chooses to go with or without. So, Walt Disney World transportation, the only place you still have to wear a mask. On the buses, Disney has removed the plexiglass dividers and is now loading more guests onto each bus. Masks are required on the bus, but the boost in capacity should greatly help to improve the transportation system being bogged down. 
Uh, like the buses, the monorails are also now clear of plexiglass dividers. Guests are still loaded to a specific row by cast members, and capacity appears to be around 16 guests per cabin. Small parties may be seated with other parties on the same bench, and masks are still required in the monorail. So you're telling me that now I get to be jam-packed into my favorite Disney transportation. Yep. Just like the good old days? Yep. Welcome back. This Welcome is, back this is to what the, I wanted. Welcome back to the zoo. Uh, I did not want this. I was so no, happy with, come on. with my little plexiglass monorail, my own little personal car. Like, I was all about it. You know, you think that until you're the guy still standing online because you didn't fit into that monorail. Well, I would have gotten on the boat. Speaking of the boat. Uh, the watercraft have had all social distancing markers removed, and as of today, they are not enforcing masks when on board. So you do not have to wear a mask on the boat as it is an open-air vehicle. The Disney okay. Skyliner, however, you also do have to wear a mask, and they are seating you again with other parties. You know what's funny? Like I'm like, why? Why, why, seat, other par- why seat us with strangers in the Skyliner again? Because I've ridden the Skyliner like during peak times. Even during COVID, and like it was never that bad. It was never a bad wait. Well, it's pretty funny, you know. I I've done the Skyliner during COVID, before COVID. I only had someone in my car one time, and the enti- and the many times that I've done it. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more awkward than riding the Skyliner with people you do not know. It is a little weird. It's awkward as heck. Much worse than riding the monorail or the boat. Or any other form of transportation. Yeah, you're in a little room with somebody. Yeah, it is so awkward. Like, nobody wants to talk amongst themselves. Like, it is so weird. Especially if you're a guy with a with a puppet video blog who wants to film with the puppet inside, and you chicken out. (laughs) You chicken out because there are strangers staring at you. Oh, I I don't blame you on that. That seems... Yeah. All right, so what does this mean for rides, attractions? Tell me. Capacity has been increased slowly over the last few months and weeks. But now we are seeing some rides operate at or at least very close to maximum capacity. The Jungle Cruise is loading in a mostly pre-COVID manner, filling every available space, including the center bench. All plexiglass has also been removed from the Jungle Cruise um, uh, vehicles, with the exception of the barrier that exists between the guest and the cast member, Skipper. Other attractions still have plexiglass dividers in the queue area, typically those that were semi-permanently installed, such as, like, uh, Small World, Peter Pan's Flight, the ones that look like they kind of, like, cemented them on there almost. Right. Those are going to take some doing to get rid of. And they might not get rid of them. Honestly, if they kept those plexiglass dividers up in those queues, I don't see the harm in that. You know what? I know what you're saying, but at the same time, and I'm not claustrophobic in any way, shape, or form, I do find it a little claustrophobic. I am claustrophobic, and I don't mind them, which is strange. You're not claustrophobic. No, I am claustrophobic, like extremely, but (laughs) are you diagnosing me? (laughs) Uh, Dividers are still in place at Peter Pan's Flight. It's a small world and haunted mansion. Now, um, some pre-shows have started to come back. However... Uh, at the Haunted Mansion, guests are still bypassing the stretching room. I don't know what they're waiting for on that. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to some pre-shows that are back um, you know, later on in the show. Dining. What does this mean for dining? Mobile order is still required for quick service, but once inside, more tables are now open with dining rooms being at or near 100% capacity. Great news. Yeah, I, you know, I am a hundred percent for this. Yes, I I hope the mo- I hope they keep mobile ordering as like the 
the norm all the time. Me too. You know, the first time I walked up to it, I was a little not into it. And I'm like, well, what if I want to pay cash? Like, right. I often have cash on me if I'm going to Disney. Like, I can't walk up to a restaurant and order something now. But I've also not been able to sit in restaurants so many times because there's people just hanging out in there. Yes. That the fact that I have to mobile order and I can't go in until I, I'm kind of really cool with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I may have spoke to some maybe making mobile ordering necessary 100%, not totally like I maybe that wouldn't totally be a thing, but at least you know the the massive rollout of it, I'm all for keeping because I always want the option to mobile order because I will always do it, especially right. at places like like Cosmic Rays or Casey's, like places with with typically very long lines. Yep. Table service dining, where open, is operating mostly as normal. Modified menus are still in place, and availability is limited with not all locations open yet. So what is coming up next? The changes are ongoing and will continue on a daily basis in the weeks ahead. Expect to see more of the plexiglass removed from queues, more rides operating at full capacity, and the return of more missing pre-shows and perhaps the fireworks, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, distancing markers are being removed from a lot of the queues. Walt Disney World is rapidly moving to a far more normal mode of operation as physical distancing markers continue to be removed. Um, the markers in extended outdoor queues have been in the process of removal for the last couple of weeks. We're now seeing more markers being removed from inside the main queues as well. Fireworks are returning to Walt Disney World July 1st. This is huge news, Pete. Yeah, it is. Huge, I, huge I can't news. tell you how many of my own friends... This is a sticking point for them on their trips. Really? They need the fire. It doesn't matter to me in the slightest. But there are people who are like, I don't want to go if I'm not getting and it's part of that Disney experience to it them. Is. Uh-huh. It's I, know, I get it. I get it. Fireworks are returning to Walt Disney World on July 1st with both Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom and Epcot Forever at Epcot. So we're not getting harmonious yet. It's it's Epcot Forever. But apparently right. like a tooled up version of Epcot Forever, I've been told. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Uh, all right. So no word yet on Fantasmic or the Star Wars fireworks. You know, I heard from a good buddy of mine, Dave Weicker. Yeah. Of Magical he Travel. was telling me that um, he's seeing the Fantasmic fireworks dinner package pop up. Now, Ooh. not available, but that it's it's on there. You know, a okay. lot of times with Disney, we take these kind of like visual cues when they put something back on there like like uh you know the standby wait times we start to assume stuff so i assume that by you know the phantasmic dinner package kind of being listed now that that means phantasmic is coming back i hope so because phantasmic is my favorite nighttime show but i hope when it comes back it's still the same phantasmic with all the pocahontas yeah i hope it's tons of pocahontas don't i hope they didn't change anything right no let's not get crazy let's not make it relevant no please keep pocahontas and everything that we've had for 20 something years didn't they um didn't they add like anna and elsa in one of the bubbles in one of the scenes or something like that oh that would that's good it's a whole new show yeah entirely different experience for me right But you know what I never really considered with Fantasmic that ended up being a thing? The possibility that you might get wet at that show? Sure. I sat in the front row one time, and the wind blew in the wrong direction, and the water screens, like, blew at me, and I was soaked by the end of that show. That's funny. It was like I had just gotten in from, from like, the rain. Um, 
Okay, moving along. Uh, Magic Games Happily Ever After will take place at 9.15 with Epcot Forever taking place at Park Close at 10 p.m. While Happily Ever After is expected to be the same show, Epcot Forever will be updated. New pyrotechnic sequence to replace the kites. Uh, the addition of... I liked the kites. I'm a little upset to see the kites go away. Yeah, I never got to see them. I always saw them in video. Yeah. They looked cool. The addition of the harmonious hardware to the World Showcase Lagoon makes the jet ski-based kites unavailable. So that's why. Got it. Can't really tool around when there's big, huge stuff in there. All right. So now with fireworks returning, the question now becomes, what are the plans for July 4th? And what are the plans for uh, Disney's After Hours Boo Bash? Are you going to add hollow wishes there to just basically make it not so scary with a higher price tag? Right. What are we doing here? So now we know. On July 4th, Disney will present Happily Ever After at the Magic Kingdom and Epcot Forever at Epcot. Neither show will include any July 4th tags or special editions of the shows. Disney is concentrating efforts on returning to daily fireworks shows at this time. During the ticketed After Hours Boo Bash at Magic Kingdom, Happily Ever After will be performed prior to the start of the event during regular park hours. So, nothing real special there. They're not doing the typical July 4th fireworks at either Epcot or Magic Kingdom, and Boo Bash is not going to have fireworks. It will just be Happily Ever After as scheduled at 9.15 on those evenings. Yeah, you know, in some way I get this. I mean, the fact that they're having fireworks is special enough for this year. Oh, agreed. Um. Yeah, I think it's an, it's an okay move this year. Moving along, we are seeing an increase in availability for the Walt Disney World Park passes for July. Uh, as capacity continues to be raised at the Walt Disney World theme parks. Earlier this month, July 2021 had many days with limited availability for resort guests and theme park tickets. But as of midday... The availability is 100% across the entire month for all four theme parks. Additional availability has also been added for resort guests and theme park tickets during June with full availability from June 20th at all parks. Annual passholder availability has also been refreshed with full availability at all parks for the entire month of July. So it looks so like we've we're, like really opened it up. Yeah, it looks like we're we're getting back to back to business here. Disney park passes will obviously be in high demand for early July as fireworks return to Magic Kingdom and Epcot. My Magic Plus has had an update where you can now get a Figment or Orange Bird pass holder card. Okay. This is a digital card, so it's really just the thing that's going to pop up on your screen. To me, like, that's it's meaningless almost because it's on the phone. Like, uh, You know, I can tell you, mini sidebar, I, I have guys in my store who, you know, everyone like likes a mobile game of some sort, right? Right. And there are these like card games you can play on your phone. Like I remember back in the day, there was a Transformers one and they would get these digital cards. And I remember when they first started telling me about it because they're putting money into this game. Right. I'm like, oh, cool. And you like get the cards. And he's like, check out this Grimlock card. This is awesome. And I'm like, oh, you actually get that card? And he's like, no, no, it's digital. I'm like, oh my gosh. And you're paying money to play this game? Like, What's happening? Can like, you just look up a picture of it and screenshot it and be like, I have this card? My brain does not wrap around the fact that you're somehow paying money for this stuff. Yeah. So, yes, would I like the orange bird on my phone? Yeah, I'm totally fine with that, but it's hard to get excited about it. I mean, it's not like they're asking you to pay more money for it. No, correct. Yes. It's just one of the styles you can select from. By the way, I tried my Magic Plus with the app uh, through Google Pay. Did not work. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, didn't work at all. I ended up using my Magic Band. So we'll we'll see. Maybe I was maybe it was just my phone. I have no idea, but it did. Uh, and I use an Android because I like new technology, not outdated technology from ten years ago. So, so 
Yep. Now, look, I will. This is my soapbox, the Apple versus Android thing, because like <laughs> Apple rolls out a new phone and I'm just like, we had this three generations ago. I know. I get it. Disney's launching a new educational program beginning in January 2022. It's going to um, be for visiting student groups that harness beloved Disney franchises, Star Wars, Pixar, Frozen, etc., as well as Walt Disney Imagineering and Disney Live Entertainment. The Disney Imagination Campus, which will be debuting at both Walt Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort, will involve a collection of interactive workshops, performances, and special events touching on a variety of subjects, including performing arts, technology, science, humanities, and leadership. Very interesting, right? Hmm. The curriculum is based on four educational pillars. Performing arts, students will engage in workshops taught by world-class Disney entertainment professionals and perform on Disney stages for audiences from all around the world. Arts and Humanities, students will discover the role that artists play in the theme park design throughout the exploration of artistic media and storytelling. Science and Technology, students will explore how science and technology applies to every element of the theme park experience and is used to create Disney magic for guests. Leadership and Innovation, students will engage in hands-on learning that challenges their creative problem-solving and communication skills based on the real-world business experiences of Disney leaders. Ahead of the January 2022 launch of Disney Imagination Campus Workshops, student groups can learn more about the curriculum and register for workshops by visiting DisneyCampus.com. Indoor playgrounds have opened in both Magic Kingdom and Epcot. This is big news here. I'm assuming your kids were never one for the indoor playground. No. Yeah, that seems like it would a bit, bit of hamper on your trip. But the two of the indoor playgrounds have reopened. At Magic Kingdom, the Dumbo Q area playground has opened for the first time. Since the parks reopened in July of 2020, capacity has been reduced and compared um, to pre-COVID, there have been not been many takers for the under 12 experience. So it's not not a big seller right now. Over at Epcot, the space-based playground at Mission Space has also reopened to guests. Strangely, the outdoor playgrounds at the theme parks remain closed. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. Resort news, the walkway from the Polynesian Village Resort to the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa is currently closed. Uh, temporarily, a drilling crew is working on the walkway, which has resulted in its closure to guests. This closure means that until it opens, it is not possible to walk from the Magic Kingdom to the Polynesian or to the TTC, uh, as I would do, as the closed path is the only route for pedestrians. So, there you go. Animal Kingdom Lodge is fully reopening in August. On August 26, 2021, bookings are now being accepted. The Disney Vacation Club wing, Kadani Village, was already open to guests. I stayed there last year, and it was wonderful. The reopening of the main lodge brings hope that we may see a return of the hugely popular Boma Restaurant, although there is no information yet on its reopening. Additional Walt Disney World Resort hotels uh, with reopening dates are the Boardwalk Inn on July 2nd and the Polynesian Village Resort in late July. Port Orleans and All-Star Music and All-Star Sports uh, do not yet have reopening dates. In further resort news, Ohana is reopening. This is a lot of reopenings going on this week, and I'm really well. It's it. what you expect, you know, with everything going on. It makes sense. Did you see the controversy surrounding this Ohana reopening, and then how it oh. was dealt with? Um. Okay. I yeah. I think so. What are we talking about? So uh, the Ohana was announced. That it was reopening. Um, coming back. I want to say. Um. July 9th. Yeah, July yeah. 9th is the reopening. The good day. It's my birthday. Can, yeah, you can make bookings now. Oh, there we go. Happy birthday, Peter Mandel. Ohana's reopened, but it wasn't going to have the Ohana noodles. Correct. I got to be honest with you. This was a point of contention in my house. It, it was It was almost like a this isn't my favorite restaurant anymore kind of thing. I, I, You know, I get it. I don't think it would keep me from 
going there, but mm. they were replacing it with egg fried rice. Yep. And I was so I was so upset about it. Like my wife also. I mean, we are noodle folk to quote Kung Fu Panda. Like I love me some noodles. So I was very excited to like experience those noodles again. Well, you know how it normally goes. Disney changes something. Disney fans riot and Disney says deal with it. And then they deal with it and give Disney their money. Not this time. Disney fans got angry and upset and Disney caved on this. And the noodles are back. It is reopening with the noodles. You know, this also might have been one of those things where Disney changes something for what they think is like the better. Like, hey, let's put something new on there that people love. And they replace it. And then they're like, oh, no, people seem to really love the other. Yeah. You know, like they might not like uh, focus group, something like that. If they're making, honestly, what is a small change on the menu? Now, I know it's huge. But they're not really swapping out an entree or something or getting rid of protein. Yeah, you know I mean, we're talking right. about noodles and rice. A lot of people probably don't even eat that stuff. I guarantee they take that stuff away from whole tables completely whole. So they probably thought they were just like switching something out that was kind of like not a big deal and replacing it with something semi-similar. Noodles and rice is often interchangeable right. in a lot of Asian restaurants. Um, and people who are just like, oh, no, you don't do that. Now, you don't really like pasta, though, right? I don't, but I do like those noodles. Those noodles are good, man. They are good. They're really good. So, but having price... said that, I, I don't need a ton of it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that wouldn't prevent me from going there. Right. So pricing for Ohana has changed a bit. There are no characters for the breakfast currently. So what was once forty three sixty seven per adult is now twenty six sixty three for adults and fourteen ninety one for kids. Um, Dinner has increased slightly in price with adults at fifty eight fifty eight and children at thirty five fifteen. You know, I got so my parents are coming down in October to do a Disney weekend and I was telling my dad about Ohana and we started watching an Ohana like review video on YouTube. And I'm sorry I don't remember the the name of the YouTuber we were watching, but uh we were watching the video and my dad was like, Oh my god, this looks amazing. He's like, This has gotta be like seventy, eighty bucks a person, right? And that was when I realized that, like, like the pricing for Ohana, not bad. It's not terrible. Not bad for everything you get. I mean, you're talking, like, 58, 58 bucks. Before this, I think it was, like, 52 bucks or something like that per person for all that you get. The salad, the noodles, the dumplings, the, um, you know, all the meats, the bread pudding, like, the, the, the pineapple bread. Like, you get a lot of stuff. I would dare say Ohana is almost a good deal. Yeah, you really do have to go to Ohana, though, like on an empty stomach. Oh, yes. Otherwise, it would be completely like. I've had Ohana be lost on me in the past because I like did not prepare well enough. Would you eat too much bread, eat... bread and noodles? No, I would never do that. It's that is actually one of my pet peeves. Like Apple is for you. Like I people who go to buffets and like are like, let me load up on this bread. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? No. I'm the polar opposite. Like I load up on veggies. I love vegetables. So like if I can go to a um buffet that has a really good veggies like i'm gonna annihilate them yeah for me with ohana i will have like half of like one of the the little pineapple rolls right yeah me too sure and obviously i'm gonna eat the noodles but i'm not gonna go nuts with them and i'll have maybe like two of the dumplings because i gotta save me room for the meat and then i can't go overboard on the meat because that bread pudding is something to write home about i have i think i'm sure someone else out there has done this i've overdone it on like the dumplings and by the time the 
the actual proteins get there, I'm like, oof, I'm going to like force some of this in me. Right. All right. So let's go through the, the, the revised menu. For breakfast, you start with a pineapple coconut breakfast, ble- breakfast bread and then move on to Stitch and Mickey Mouse waffles and then into an eggs-cellent breakfast skillet with ham, sausage, and breakfast potatoes. The Ohana dinner features all you care to enjoy platters of grilled beefsteak, roasted chicken, sausage, and island shrimp casserole served with, um, well, this is fried rice, but it is the noodles, and and roasted broccolini. Ohana pot stickers, um, crispy soy chicken wings, and the signature Ohana bread pudding served warm with caramel sauce and vanilla ice cream are also back. So it looks like they're not bringing the meats around to you right now on the skewers like they were because the pictures that they posted here had everything in like plates. Okay. So they might be doing it like that. They definitely are. I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard that. No water park news this week. No Disney Spring news, but we have some Magic Kingdom news. Remember when we were like, oh, this boo bash, what a ripoff. Like, no one's going to want, let's see if anyone wants it. Well, eight nights are sold out. Right. But maybe they only have eight tickets per night. You know what I mean? That's, that's not a thing. Right. Probably not. But we were discussing how maybe it's super limited. And this was in less than 20, less than limited. 24 hours. Like, eight nights sold out. So, sold out dates so far include the first and last night. So you have August 10th is sold out. Then you have October 5th, 8th, 12th, 15th, 19th, 29th, and 31st all sold out. Just to remind you, tickets for the three-hour event went on sale June 15th. They start at 129 to 139 plus tax for August and September and 159 to 169 for October and $199 for Halloween night. But annual pass holders and DVC members can take advantage of a $10 discount for August and September, not for October. You're paying that $10 in October. Epcot News. If you believe this, Space 220 is reportedly opening this fall. That is according to the Patina Restaurant Group that is managing it. Okay. They uh, formally announced that they are preparing for an opening in Epcot this fall. Uh, when www.magic.com reached out to Patina, they confirmed that they are currently in the process of hiring team members and are preparing for a fall opening. Now, this restaurant was originally planned to open back in 2019 and has seen numerous construction delays prior to COVID and then more delays related to construction during COVID. It's going to be a two-tier dining room along with a look out of the viewports back toward Earth. You are up in space, obviously. There's going to be a massive 250-foot projection screen that will wrap around the entire restaurant to give you the illusion of being in space. The adventure begins when a crew member invites guests to step inside the restaurant's space elevator and prepare for liftoff. Guests will feel as if they are on a scenic excursion traveling 220 miles directly above Earth's surface, docking at the Centauri Space Station, suspended just above, just beyond the orbit of Mission Space. Upon their arrival at the restaurant, guests will be guided to their seats uh, past the grow zone, a spinning wall of produce that mimics Earth's gravity and represents some of the fresh ingredients used by the culinary team. Centauri Space Station. I wonder if that's a Babylon 5 reference. Doubtful. You don't think somebody in, on this thing was like a Babylon 5 fan? They're like, I want to call our space station because the Centauri are a race in Babylon 5. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Because I love Babylon 5. And sometimes I feel like I'm the only person in the world. Do you? I have a stack of Babylon 5 figures over here that I'm putting in the garbage tub. Not lying. <laughs> what are they? Here they are, Kevin. All right, let me see. Other this, listeners are going to be riveted this is by this. entire stack of wow. whoever what, this person what, what is. What does it say? I can't. Oh, that's Jakar. Yeah. Like, I, I can't are they find all, Are they all Jakar? 
no they're not all jakar they're all different people <laughs> i don't know who any of these people are like this is that's this the len person. that's ambassador yep, sure Delen, played by mira ferlin who just passed uh-huh, away this look, last it, year. up there's another that's another Kalan. jakar and look, then we've got I, londo malari who is a centauri uh-huh right that, and this person uh that's lita alexander played by uh patricia tillman who right? is wonderful and this guy uh, that is Captain John Sheridan, played by, played by Bruce Boxleiter, a.k.a. Tron. Uh-huh. Those are going in the garbage, by the way. And not that I don't haven't tried to find someone to take them. It just has not worked out for me. Oh, man. That makes me sad. You want me to put them in a bag for you? And sure. next time you come to New Jersey. If you you're going to throw them out, then sure, I'll take them. <laughs> like, uh, fountains and water features are returning to Walt Disney World. Water features are making a comeback at Walt Disney World's theme parks and re- the reopening of splash pads and fountains. At the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot, the Leaping Water Jets are back. Yay. Do you know I have the same thought every time I see those wee- Leaping Water Jets? You know what it is? What? Bean Bunny. Yeah. From Muppets Go to Walt Disney World where he goes 15 love and he hits it with the lollipop. Yep. You know, also in, in comic books, a lot of times, you know, people have like exclamations that they make when something shocking happens. Yes. Leaping water jets would be a good one, though. <laughs> Could you imagine um, Burt Ward saying that on the 66 uh, Batman Leaping show? Leaping water jets. Leaping water jets, Batman. Over in future, that would have been a penguin episode for sure, because it would have had to have something to do with the water. Now hear this. <laughs> I love Burgess Meredith. Over in Future World East, the Liquid Layer Kids Splash Pad has also reopened. So, there you go. They all shut down when COVID shut down. No word yet on Casey's uh, Casey Junior Splash Pad. Right. So, Epcot uh's rope Epcot's rope drop has actually returned. Okay. Yeah. How about this? They're doing rope drops again. The classic Walt Disney World experience of the rope drop is back at Epcot. Guests arriving in the park are now allowed into the entrance area around 10 a.m. and then join one of two rope drops on the eastern and western side of Spaceship Earth. The eastern side appears to be most the most popular, leading to test track and mission space. A smaller line had formed on the west side, leading to Soren and Finding Nemo. The rope was dropped at 10.20 a.m., allowing guests to move further into the park. Guests heading to test track at Rope Drop uh, were in for a crowded and long wait. They have pictures here where it looked absolutely insane. By 10.45, the wait for test track immediately after Rope Drop was at one and a half hours. Although a long-time tradition at Walt Disney World theme parks, rope drops have not been seen since the park reopened on July 2020, with COVID-19 physical distancing preventing preventing close groupings of guests. Hollywood Studios news. We don't have anything in Animal Kingdom this week. Uh, The pre-show for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is back, and now that is really exciting, Pete. I have not seen it. No one has. Like, only people... Because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was open for such a short time before COVID. Right. That so no, I don't know anyone else besides me that's ever sat through this. Interesting. Like none of my friends have seen it, and it's it's so sad that like it was the cast members just to be like, hey, so there was a movie that was playing in there, and you know they were having a wild time and Goofy's train and it did a thing, and so yeah, now you're just gonna go inside a cartoon. So, okay. I, the effect is super super cool. So you're saying I need the pre-show to understand the ride better. Really, You really do. It makes the ride so much better. The Perfect Picnic pre-show is a critical part of the attraction, setting up the story for the adventure, which has been missing since the park reopened from COVID-19 shutdown. The one-and-a-half-minute-long pre-show sees guests pass through the movie screen with special effects and into the animated world of a Mickey Mouse short. You know, we didn't get this for a year, but we got... And, uh... Fly. 
<laughs> like I don't understand why we got one and not the other. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. And that's the news this week. A lot of news. A lot of good news. A lot of, lot of news. A lot, a lot of news. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break here from our sponsors, uh, and then we'll be back with a super awesome hunger-inducing e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on it. Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup, 
and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, Walt Disney World is home to some of the most amazing restaurants in the world. There are so many amazing appetizers, entrees, and desserts to choose from in all four theme parks, resort hotels, and Disney Springs. We all have our favorites, of course, but what if you could create one restaurant that featured all of your favorite picks from around the Disney World? What would you pick? Well, this week, Pete and I are answering that question as for our e-ticket attraction of the week... We are doing a Disney restaurant draft for the Magic Kingdom. So for those of you that have never done a Two Men in the Mouse uh, draft before, Pete and I are picking from the pool of existing Magic Kingdom restaurants. Now we have decided on two appetizers, four entrees, and two desserts per restaurant, right? Correct. And we are going to be picking from the wealth of options in Disney's Magic Kingdom for table service only. And then you guys on our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse, will get to choose who had the better restaurant. Whose restaurant are you going to? And uh, we'll put up a poll there and whatnot. So you have you have uh, Kev's restaurant and Pete's restaurant. And it, now when one of us picks something, the other can no longer pick that. Right. It's off the board. It is off the board. So let me ask you a question. Are we doing this by, are we doing this by like, we're picking appetizers first? No, I think we, I think we get, I think we just have full reign and you know, if you decide to take an appetizer for your first pick, that's on you. Okay. All right. You know, I think that's kind of the smart way to do it. Cause that's usually how I make mistakes. Right. And I think people really <laughs> like people. I think people listen to these with the just expectation that I'm going to do something that just completely blows it. <laughs> 
because typically uh, that is what has happened. I feel like past. you're pretty good at this, though. I've gotten better over the years. Um, I feel like you're going to be great at this. I'm not a huge Magic Kingdom food eater, to be honest with you. Yeah? I don't... I Part of my knock on Magic Kingdom is I, I feel like the, the restaurant game is not fantastic, but maybe we could make the, the restaurant that we're looking for. I'm making the score sheet right now. So oh, good. Someone's got to keep track of this. Two appetizers... One, two, three, four entrees. And now we're not going to, neither of us are big like drinkers. Like I really don't drink at all anymore. Um, And I actually don't drink. And you don't drink. Like, yeah, I'll have one like occasionally, but you don't drink at all. So we're not going to be doing like specialty drinks or anything like that for these. Not that you could do that in Magic Kingdom anyway, but just, you know, for when we get to Epcot so that you're not all disappointed by that. Okay, yeah, and we've I also be, de- uh, I wouldn't be very helpful there. We've also decided that we are taking Liberty Tree Taverns family service platter, family style platter off of off the table. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense. I think some individual items there can be on the table like desserts and stuff like that. Sure. But uh yeah. So all right, are we going to do the ceremonial coin flip to to see who do you have a coin? I'm not within reach of my. I don't have a coin. No. Um, All right. Hold. Do you want me? All right. All right. I'll get a coin. Hold, Kevin. Talk. Okay. Go talk to the peoples. Okay. While I get a coin. And I'm back. And you're back. Welcome back. I didn't talk to the people. I just cut all of the dead air. Real nice. Um. So I got this 1972 half dollar. Okay. Do you want heads do you or tails? You want heads or tails? Yeah, you that's your choice. Um. I'll take tails. Okay. Always take tails. Tails never fails. It is tails. Tails never fails. I told you. There you go. Beautiful. Okay. So now I am going to go, and because I'm not going to try to blow this right away, I'm going to take an entree for my first. Good call. Yeah. Uh, So just looking here, you know, trying to see what there is, just kind of scrolling through the restaurants. I think I'm going to go to be our guest for this one because every restaurant needs a good steak. Am I right? Correct. And I think, bar none, the best steak in the Magic Kingdom currently is the center cut filet mignon from Be Our Guest. It's like the only one, really. There are some other steaks in Magic Kingdom, but... um, Yeah, but I agree. That is a great number one. That would have been my number one. Yeah, and I had a feeling that's why I took it, because I was like, that's going to be... Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Not like when I took Muppet Vision in one of our, like, earlier ones, and you were like, I'm never going to take that. Yeah, that seemed dumb. Yeah, yeah, that was that was not one of my finer moments. Um, all right, so Kevin, number one, be our guest fillet. All right, it is your pick, my friend. Are you going entree, you know appetizer? I'm, or yeah, I'm gonna go entree, but I'm gonna stay in the same restaurant because at this point, okay. maybe I gotta change my approach a little bit. Okay, uh, there is something I really like at be our guest, Interesting. and that is the pan seared scallops on risotto. Oh, okay. Pan- I feel like a lot of people listen. Scallops are iffy, right? You're not going and getting scallops at like a somewhat suspect restaurant. But if I'm going to Disney, I'm having some confidence that they're going to knock these scallops out. They're going to be fresh and they're going to they're going to do them the right way. Oh, absolutely. You're trusting these scallops. Like, Correct. Absolutely trusting. This scallops. isn't like a, hey, let me try one of these scallops and make sure I'm going to be okay. No, I think these scallops are going to be fantastic. So especially in my restaurant. So oh, I'm going to go with the pan seared sea scallops i gotta tell you those scallops are real good not something i would ever order but just so you, uh, you know what? i'm gonna give you the the menu item so the um the beef that i did at um 
Cinderella's Royal Table, just so you hear what it is. Center cup filet mignon, Robuchon Yukon potatoes, seasonal vegetables, and Cipollini marmalade with a red wine glaze for that filet mignon. Now, the pan-seared scallops come with seasonal risotto, fennel, apple, and consomme. So, oh, wow, you got some apple in there. You're a big fan of apple with your scallops? I like apple in almost anything. Okay. Even my phone. No. <laughs> We're going to have a fight about that. All right, I'm going to go with another um, entree, I think, for my second here. And okay. Gosh, I'm like, because I'm trying to think of, like, based on what I want, based on also, but also, like, what I think you would pick. Really? But, yeah. So you're really just, you're just playing this all defensive. You're I want to I, I win. The just, Kev restaurant isn't even a Kevin restaurant. It's really just not Pete's restaurant. That's the name of it. <laughs> it's just trying to beat Pete's restaurant. Uh, you know what? Okay. You know what? I am going to just take, I'm going to go with my heart and not with what I think you would take. Okay. So here's my thing. When I go to a restaurant and I don't care if it's fine dining or a pub or whatever, there's one thing that always catches my eye. And, and I would say seven times out of 10, I'm getting this. Okay. It's a good burger. Mm, a I'd good, like a good burger. And the one thing that I've always felt that was lacking from a lot of Disney restaurants is a good restaurant quality cheeseburger. Okay. And that's why I'm going to the Plaza restaurant and I'm taking the Main Street burger, which I love. Seven mm. ounce beef patty topped with cheddar, house made bacon, lettuce, tomato, a sunny side up egg, beer battered onion ring, and roasted poblano mayo served on a flour dusted Kaiser bun. I love it. You know, it's definitely a Kev dish because I would not even put a burger in my restaurant. I knew you wouldn't. And that's why I was like, do I save no, that? So I applaud that. Pick, but I'm listen, just go I, if it. you're in Disney World and you're having dinner, odds are you didn't get here 30 minutes ago. You've been here all day. Right. So the odds are at some point you've been faced with the lunch decision of I have to get a burger. Yes. So I can't see a Magic Kingdom dinner spot needing a burger. That's just me. Uh, Liberty Tree used to have one, too. That was Used pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, because they you had why the, they stopped having it. Well, because they had the a la carte menu uh, for oh, lunch, and then they had the family style for dinner. Right. I love. I gotta tell you, I love this burger. I've eaten at the Plaza a couple times, and it's always what I get. Hmm. It's fantastic. Okay. I support that. It's the Kev Burger. The Kev Burger. The Main Street Burger. Is there bacon on it that is actually like like a K? Like we've broken one piece in half. I mean, one strip and made a K out of it. Not, I don't know. I haven't been there since COVID, so they might have changed it. But you know, bacon and eggs on a burger. Come on, I hear you. It's like a Ron Swanson. But all right, (laughs) your your pick time. Uh, I feel like a restaurant. Just eating with my wife and daughter enough times. uh, They need a bailout pasta. Okay. So I am going to go to Tony's Town Square. Okay. Where they have a scampi pasta. All right, so Tony's scampi pasta. Now, listen, this has shrimp mussels, you know, things in it that maybe you don't want, but the joy of, of uh, fresh pasta is, like, I know my wife would be like, I don't want mussels in that, you know, and, right. and that's you can, kind of the you joy could, of it. Yeah, you could change it up. Right, so that pasta has so much going on. It's not just a bowl of kind of plain pasta. It, it's got, well, I think, something for everyone. It's still hearty. I think a lot of people would want to have that. All right, so let's look here. And where, where my scallops are a little, you know, um, you know, maybe that's not for everyone. It's kind of like a main dish and not everyone's going to order. I think the pasta really appeals to people. So this is the scampi pasta, freshly made linguine pasta tossed with shrimp mussels, spinach, 
tomatoes, and onion in a herb butter sauce. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I would probably even eat that, and I'm not a huge pasta guy. I honestly did not think you were taking anything from Tony's Town Square because I did not think you were a fan of that. I'm trying to think of uh, revenue here. I'm trying. I want to make my restaurant successful. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. So we now each have two entrees. So because of that, I think my next is going to be an appetizer. Okay. And my favorite appetizer, and you might look at me weird for this one. I usually do. Yeah, I know. But uh, so be our guest, that French onion soup. Huh. Okay. That French onion soup at Be Our Guest is like, look, I mean, I do have done this prefix menu a couple times now. And I always get the same exact thing. The French onion soup, the filet mignon. And I want to try different things. I do. But it's too good. And when you're paying that much money, I'm just kind of like, I'm going to get the thing that I want. Right. You know, like the thing that I know that I like as opposed to like being adventurous on this. So have you ever had the French onion soup there? Uh, I'm not a fan of French onion soup. I was going to say, because of all the cheese, right? Yeah, they put just a hunk of cheese on top of it, so I'm never eating that. Right, which for you is a bad thing. For the rest of the world, it's a very good thing. Right. It's just, it's a very good French onion soup. I really, I can't say enough good things about it, and I think it would be a big item as an appetizer in my restaurant. Okay. All about it. Listen, my wife loves a good French onion soup, so. A lot of people do. I get it. All right, your pick. Well, I'll go with a the dessert then. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny. This I feel like this is the like weirdest draft we've ever done because there's so many great options yeah. and so many things are kind of available that there's no like shortage of like items. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's not like anyone can get really get shut out. Right. So there's so many great desserts. Having said that, I'm gonna go with the one that I feel like I would want to eat. Okay. Um, which is, I don't know, there's actually, there's many that I would want to eat. Hmm. Now I'm stuck between two of them. I'm trying to decide. All right. Well, don't tell me what the other one is. Cause that would be, Please, a, Kevin, that, come would, on. that would be a mistake. Right. All right. I'm going to go Plaza Sunday. It's classic. Okay. And you know what? That was on my list of things to take. So you have stolen that one away. The Plaza ice cream Sunday. Again, I feel similar to the pasta. You know, you could kind of like alt it if you wanted to without it being too much effort. Yep. You know, because people are kind of picky about ice cream sundaes. Yes, they are. Um, so I, I just know my own kids who, you know, can't really necessarily agree on a Sunday. So I, I feel like that is a standard. And honestly, for seven bucks. I was going to say decently priced, seven dollars. Yeah. I'm in. Let's do it. Ice cream. It's ice cream of your choice. Top with the choice of hot fudge, strawberry sauce, crushed pineapple. Chopped nuts, whipped cream, and a cherry. You really getting in with the pineapple, or are you, are you holding the pineapple? Um, I would try. I like pineapple a lot. So okay, you know, uh, the general consensus in the group was that if if I took any kind of pineapple pizza, uh, you would win. That's pretty funny. But there is no pineapple pizza on here. So yeah, I, that's I, the only reason why you didn't take it. Yep, because I would because I love it. I think it's great. Right. Uh, okay, so. I am going to step outside the box a little bit here, and I'm going to go do a dessert as well. And I'm going over to Liberty Tree Tavern, and I'm taking the ooey-gooey toffee cake. Love that. That would have been my other choice. I had a feeling you were choosing between the two that I wanted. So it's vanilla toffee cake, chocolate sauce, and vanilla ice cream. So this this gives me both a cake and an ice cream, which is why I really like it. But, I mean, it is this is a 
amazing thing. So ooey gooey toffee cake. So do you want to? Um, all right. After your next one, we'll do a review of where we're of where we're sitting here. Oh, give me a review. I'd like to hear. It. You want to hear? But we're not even up right now. Oh, okay. I do you want me to pick th- something else? Yes, you pick one more thing, and then we'll we'll do a review. All right. I feel like I should go with an entree. Yep. Trying to think of the things I have already in comparison with uh, what I need. I'm really stuck between two. Do I want to go with something elaborate or do I want to go with something super simple? Right. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to go elaborate just because I feel like it'll be okay. I'm going to go with, from Cinderella's Royal Table, Okay. the Duck Two Ways. Uh, I was eyeing that. That was on my short list. Listen, I know duck isn't for everybody, but it is for me. So this would be, uh, you know, Pete's recommendation. I am I think that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, kind of like the scallops, there's probably people who automatically kind of like, that's not on their list. But I, I feel like it gives some diversity to the menu. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. All right. So we are looking at that. I'm just trying to find it. Duck two ways. Seared duck breast and duck leg confit potato croquette, seasonal root vegetables, port wine gel, and carrot orange puree. That sounds amazing. Amazing. All right. So quick review of where we're at. So far, my appetizers, the French onion soup from Be Our Guest. You have no appetizers on the, on the board. Entrees. Be Our Guest filet mignon and Main Street burger for me. Pan-seared scallops on risotto from Be Our Guest for You, Tony's Scampi Pasta from Tony's Town Square, and Duck Two Ways from Cinderella's Royal Table. For desserts, I have the Ooey Gooey Toffee Cake from Liberty Tree Tavern, and you have got the Plaza Ice Cream Sundae. Correct. All right. So I think I might need to take another entree at this point. And, gosh, I'm, like, really kind of, like, I don't have a chicken yet. And there's one chicken that I really like in the Magic Kingdom. And honestly, I feel like people are going to roll their eyes because it's a little basic. But I like the chicken Parmesan at Tony's Town Square Restaurant. I really like it. I get it. Yeah. The the reason I think I'm so insecure about Tony's Town Square picks is everybody turns their nose about it. But I've actually found Tony's Town Square to be very good. I've eaten there one time. To be honest with you, my food was great. So You've only eaten there one time. Yep. And look, everybody wants a good chicken parm. Not you, well, because cheese. Not but, everybody, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so let me read to you what comes with this chicken parm. Lightly breaded chicken breast with provolone and Tony's marinara sauce over spaghetti. So this, this gives me a pasta and a chicken, which I like. All right. Um, your, your, your pick. What are, you, what are you getting? Did anyone get the chicken parm when you were there? No. I remember it being pretty big, too, from, from what I remember. Just what I need in Disney, a huge meal. Exactly. Um, okay, I, I guess I'll take a nap, right? I mean, I don't have one currently. Yeah. I'm a, little, I'm a little, like, kind of tossed on even the choosing of appetizers, right? Because I feel like every restaurant has to have a salad. But, like, literally every restaurant we're choosing from has random salad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like that doesn't actually help anything being yeah. like, I'm going to take this random tossed salad. So I'm going to go with the, um, I'm going to go seared crab cakes. Seared from Liberty crab Tree. cakes from Liberty Tree. Okay. And that is going to be your appetizer. Yes. Seared crab cakes. Liberty Tree. All right. Have you had these before? Uh, Heather had them. So yes, I had a bite. Okay. And were they good? All. 
yes but she also loves crab cake I so love a, i love a crab cake i yeah. love a good crab cake and you know a good crab cake is kind of like the because all you have to do is watch Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares to see because he always Correct. he always goes for the crab cake when he does like the this is disgusting, um, right. you know, trip. And the crab cake is always disgusting. So, you know, if, if you have a good crab cake, then then more power to you. And I think it's a must have for any restaurant really is a good crab cake. So. All right. So now you're on the board with an appetizer. We've each got one appetizer. We've each got three entrees. So we have one entree left. Well, we're, we're, we're tied up here. We have one app, one entree, and one dessert left. Yep. So let's make our final selections. All right. Oh, good goodness. I feel like I want to close out my entrees, but... Oh, man. Okay, so here's the thing. I really want to get the vegetarian like option in there because you have to have one okay but like oh man the vegetarian options here just do not speak to me in the magic kingdom if it makes you feel any better i will not be choosing a vegetarian i had a feeling you wouldn't but i i don't i I, my whole thing was also i didn't want to take two things from the same restaurant like i didn't want to take two entrees from the same restaurant because at that point oh, i wouldn't care about that at that point why not just do the whole you know you could have if you want to but that probably wouldn't be you know successful yeah you know what um i'm gonna actually go with an appetizer here for vegetarians okay. and it is the falls family falafel from the skipper canteen is that good i don't know because I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not going to lie. I've heard iffy things. It looks That's good. why I was like, hmm, Oh, no. That? I guess I can't take it back now, huh? I mean, I listen, I don't know. I don't even know. If it, maybe it's great. So it's chickpeas, garlic, onion, lemon juice, and herbs served with house-made edamame hummus and toasted pumpkin seeds. Look, this is something I would never buy in a million years. Because my diet is basically Ron Swanson's diet from right. Parks and Rec. But... For... That's two Swanson references in one show. I know, wow. right? All right. Um, my girlfriend and I have been watching it, so it's on my mind. I so. do have to get back to that. So, okay, Falls Family Falafel from the Jungle Cruise uh, Skipper Canteen. All right. Not happy with that pick, but I had to get something for the vegetarians out there. Right. All right, what do you got, my friend? I feel like I want to choose an app. It's so hard. I don't love like a bunch of um, appetizers. That they have here, and I hate taking something semi-redundant, but yeah. much like my decision to not take random soup, I can't take like soup of the day. I mean, random salad. I can't take soup of the day either. Oh, absolutely I feel like, not. Absolutely come on. not. So despite the fact that I did choose crab cakes as an app, I am going to go with the lobster bisque from Be Our Guest because that is good. So you're taking an, uh, all seafood. I don't want to, but honestly, they don't leave me with, with that much choice if I'm not taking random salad or random soup. So please, people, if you're coming to my restaurant, feel free to ask. Maybe we've made random salad that day. That's actually what it's called. Random salad. Random, maybe we're making random salad, but I don't know if we are. You know what I mean? Well, but it won't be random soup because you've got lobster bisque soup to complement your crab lobster cakes. bisque. My so anyone like my girlfriend who's allergic to shellfish is just out of luck at your she, restaurant. I hope she ate. She probably had like a churro or something. Yep, her on entree is going to have to be pretty big. Right. There are like Caesar salads and stuff you could have picked. There's a I know, Tony's, ha- Tony's has mozzarella sticks. I get it. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, all right. Just 
You know what? I mean, honestly, like you came to Pete's restaurant, you're getting, you know, Pete's restaurant. This is how it is. Yep. I 100% understand, my friend. I totally get it. Um, okay. So I am looking at uh, my last entree. And oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think if I want to be nice to the vegetarians again and give a vegetarian entree. Oh, man, I like this. We must have a ton of vegetarian listeners. I hope we I do. I have a ton of vegetarian friends. That's the thing. Huh. Like nice. I have so many friends that are vegetarian and vegan. So, you know what? I'm between two things right now. And I think I'm going to take the Tony's pizza pie. Okay. Hand-tossed pizza dough, blend of cheeses, and Tony's pizza sauce with pepperoni or sausage or garden vegetables. Because that can be either vegetarian or carnivorous. Right. You got, like, pizza and burgers on your menu. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty low-maintenance. No one's ever ordering that uh, center-cut filet mignon from your restaurant, though, because it's clearly, like, a casual, like, a super casual restaurant. So I almost took the spaghetti and impossible meatballs. Okay. But then I decided not to because I, I don't know. I'm still kind of torn between them, but I think I'm going with the pizza. All right. And that also gives me two entrees from Tony's Town Square, which I hate. But, you know, I'm doing it. All right. All right. What do you got? You have an entree and a dessert left. I'm going to go with a dessert. Okay. I'm going to take a dessert that I would never eat, but everyone in my family would. Okay. And I found that most restaurants, if you're trying to sell dessert to someone, require one thing. Ice cream sundae? Sure, we have that, right? Yeah. There's something else that almost all restaurants need. Oh, no. You're going to take one. People like maybe this isn't what you want, Kevin, but I'm gonna go to uh Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna take the Jacques and Gus, which is cheesecake, seasonal flavors. So I'm sure they mix up the stuff that comes with it. But I feel like a lot of restaurants need a cheesecake. I can't tell you how many times I've been at dinner and they're like, Oh, is there a cheesecake on the menu? Because people love cheesecake, not me. I love, che- I love I love cheesecake, and I can tell you people do love a cheesecake. It's it's almost a must-have. In a restaurant for dessert. Doesn't matter how swanky the place is, how casual it is, cheesecake. Gotta be on the menu. No, I agree. I completely agree with you. So let me let's take a look at what that cheesecake comes with. Uh the Jacques and Gus over at Cinderella's Royal Table, as I'm vamping as I try to find it on my list. Uh, I have this just insanely it's, huge. I'll list. tell you, it is it's very simple. It's just cheesecake with seasonal, seasonal flavors, flavors and garnishes. Garnishes. So yep. I'm sure it, it you know kind of depends on when you go, you will get different stuff with it all right so my last so my last pick then is going to be a dessert and okay honestly i'm a little because i was going to take the ice cream from plaza so i'm a little like you know not super well informed on the rest of these desserts you know what gets a lot of love that i've heard from people the kungaloosh I thought about getting that, but it seemed so over the top. It so, is over so the similar top. Similar to it, like the Plaza Sunday. Yeah. Like I don't feel like you could have both. So that's a great choice. Yeah. So the Kungaloosh is an African inspired chocolate cake with caramelized bananas served with cashew caramel ice cream topped with coffee dust. And that is at uh, Jungle Cruise Skipper Canteen. All right. So Kungaloosh. All right. And that's our list here, Pete. That's our that, that's the ball game. Well, it's not the ball game because you chose first, so you can't choose last. Also. Oh, oh, right. For you have, my an, you last have an entree choice, left. Oh, you could win this. I'm going to go with a very easy choice. Um, luckily, I was able to, I knew I could just leave this for the end because you chose 
the filet mignon. I am going to go Cinderella's Royal Table, their tenderloin of beef. Easy. You know, that is literally a number one option, but I knew I could just leave it for the last pick. So I'm going to go that's grilled beef tenderloin, celery root mash, seasonal veggies, and a bordelaise. Is that how we call that sauce? Ah, now it's you not being able to pronounce the names of foods. I just eat it. I usually don't talk about how it. How the tables have turned. No, I, I think that's a good pick. All right. So you're ready to kind of examine these. Let's do it. All right. Kev's Restaurant, French Onion Soup, and the Falls Family Falafel. Uh, for appetizers, entrees, be our guest filet mignon, the Main Street, um, the Main Street Burger from the Plaza, chicken parmesan from Tony's Town Square, and Tony's Pizza Pie from Tony's Town Square. The dessert is the ooey gooey toffee cake and the kungaloosh. For Pete's a restaurant, appetizers are seared crab cakes from Liberty Tree, the lobster bisque from Be Our Guest. Uh, Entrees are pan-seared scallops on risotto from, uh, that was from Be Our Guest. Tony's scampi pasta from Tony's Town Square. Duck two ways from Cinderella's Royal Table. And the tenderloin and beef from Cinderella's Royal Table. So we each took two entrees from one restaurant. Yep. And for desserts, you have the Plaza Ice Cream Sundae and the Jacques and Gus from Cinderella's Royal Table. I think it's really funny how they are kind of representative of me and you. Because as you're reading yours, I'm like, I would never eat here. Yeah, I would never eat at yours either. Like, it's crazy. They are very, like, different. You yeah. Know? They are, and that's the beauty of when we do these drafts, because we do have very different tastes. All right. And that's it. So um, there you go, folks. I'll be posting in the next day or so. I'll be posting a poll in the group so you guys can decide who wins. And then on next week's show, we will talk a bit about who the victor was in this. So I think this might be a close one. Yeah, I didn't make any like really bad faux pas. Like, what was the one no. really bad one that I made? Was it picking Muppet Vision? Maybe something? you probably picked Muppet Vision like first or something. Yeah, because I, I thought you were gonna. I think I think I like really like underestimated how kind you are because I think I was like he. I'm gonna have to take Muppet Vision because he's gonna take it because he knows I want it. I'm not super competitive in this kind of thing. Okay. Um, all right, so before we end, any, you know, people like the vamping at the end, so I figured let's vamp a little bit. Do they bit. really? People are like, never stop doing that. Real? I mean, I vamp for a living in my store, so. I know, I know. It's like your your forte. But uh, Loki, we've got two episodes of Loki out. We're I did gonna... not watch the second one. All right, so we won't give spoilers, but what did you think of the first episode? I enjoyed it. I really, and the, the second episode I feel is even better. I really. Yeah, I, I've, I, heard it, I've heard the second episode is extremely wordy. It, well, yeah, because it's Loki and he just talks like he monologues for the entire episode. Right. It's very wordy. A lot of words came out of that uh, about out of that typewriter. But I think that it's got this really cool like Doctor Who meets Sherlock, like, you know, kind of detective time travel thing going on. And I like that. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's difficult for me. It looks like Disney Plus is making what I think is actually a super poor move and oh. taking Wednesday nights. Right. Um, I, I think not Wednesday of, nights, Wednesdays. Well, yeah, sorry, but most people have jobs. So, um, I, I feel like they're undervaluing their product. They're so afraid of, of trying to commandeer that Sunday away from like HBO. Yeah. And I don't understand that because HBO does not really have anything coming down the pike for like 12 to 18 months. Right. Like they should, they should take that right now. I feel like the Wednesday choice is really weird. I and like, just, you know, 
listen, I, I, Wednesdays are bad for me personally because in the comic book world, that's it's a huge day for me, and I usually go out to dinner. Um, but just talking to so many other people, it is, it is a really poor choice. I'm surprised that they did this. Fridays really worked for me. (laughs) Like I really for everyone. Yeah, like I really liked waking up, getting a cup of coffee, watching the latest episode of whatever it was, and then getting to work. But yeah, I forgot. But the problem like, is that that first episode of Loki did such huge numbers, and I don't know if it's because it was on Wednesday as much as it was because, Loki, right? Uh, so I'm really surprised that they did this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting choice, and um, and it looks like it's going to be all Disney Plus series moving yep. forward. They're going to be Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Mighty Ducks Game Changers yet? I have not. Oh my goodness! I'm going to ask you every week. And you can week, keep asking. Every, I will not have watched it. Every, I, I have, um, unlike you, I, I watch a lot of sports, so I yeah. don't always watch television like on the norm. Waste of time. So, though my girlfriend, is, my girlfriend like, is it very is into. She's very into tennis. Okay. And we so we watched like the French Open on right. Peacock, and I gotta say, like tennis is a sport I could never play because, like, I'm watching these guys run across the court. And like hit the ball, and then the other person will hit it back to the complete opposite end of the court, and they sprint and they dive. And well, like I'm these like world class athletes. I know, but like, like for me, like if I'm on the one side and you hit it to the exact opposite side, I'm looking at that and I'm like, nope, you win. Right. Congratulations. But I mean, that's like saying like you know, you don't feel like you could really run down the court and like dunk a basketball. Like, no, of course you can't. Of course, I know I can do that. Right. You're you're not a world class athlete. I can 100 percent do that. I am a world-class athlete. I'm a UWA elite champion. I mean, Vincent Valentine is the UWA elite champion. That guy's uh, still the champion? He is still the champion after last what week. What happened? He, I don't know. He he is just a crafty individual who who doesn't play by the rules and, you know, who will do anything to win. Wow. He uh, he was faced with, a, with, with two competitors in King Tech and Hedges and managed to, uh, you know, get his way out of there. I honestly don't know what's going to stop him. I think he might be champion forever. How can you fight two people? I don't get it. Well, because it's one ver- it's one versus one versus one. So everyone's fighting each other. Interesting. You never heard of a triple threat match? Now I was in wrestling that right I know. Time. I know. Not your thing. But yeah, no, it's a it's a pretty standard, uh, pretty standard thing that happens. A three way dance. They call it sometimes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> That show went super well, uh, but I will tell you, if any of you guys are in New Jersey, uh, UWA Elite will be performing every single day at the Middlesex County Fair. So if wow. you, yeah, so if you have admission to the Middlesex County Fair, you have admission to the UWA show that day. The show shows. How, how many days is that? Uh, like it's a whole week. So there's like seven days of fights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like if I were a wrestler, let's say like Vincent Valentine is. I would um, kind of be dreading the amount of pain that he's going to be in at the, by the end of that week. But the uh, uh, other than that, you know, everything is, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty fun week. Do you know how many fights he will be participating in? I would assume seven. Oh, he's every day of the week. Yeah, well, he's taking the week off from work, apparently. Wow. At least he has a job. That's nice. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, anything else on your mind? Anything else going on? No, not much. You? Uh, no, really nothing. I've, I've got a Disney day coming up next week. I'm going to go work at Hollywood Studios. I am feeling like uh, 
like a Disney, like, you know, miss really missing Disney this week. Sometimes it just hits you harder than others. Yeah. You know, you get really excited for your kind of upcoming trip, but you're still pretty far out, you know? Yeah. So I made, I got a reservation for, for Hollywood. Okay. And I think I'm going to actually try to get Rise of the Resistance. I have not tried to do it yet with this whole, like, you can get the boarding group from your house thing. Okay. So I'm going to try. I think it's 7 a.m. They open 7 a.m. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try to do that and uh, and see how that goes. I got um, my Princess Leia lightsaber Tuesday. Okay. From one of my buddies who lives in Florida. Very so he nice. went in and was able to pick me up the Leia saber. It's pretty nice. nice. Have they done the Ray one yet? That one yes, they had... have Ray. It's sold out immediately. Well, yeah, it's the coolest lightsaber ever, it is ever the coolest made lightsaber. in Star Wars. And it was in I... two seconds of a bad movie. I don't know if this version of it's going to be the coolest version in the world. Why? I'm, I'm just a little mad. They, they show you that lightsaber for two seconds. And the only thing she does with it is ignite it by turning that switch on the lightsaber. And that is not how you ignite the legacy version okay i know little things like that don't matter to most people but like come on it matters to you i 100 yeah, there's so, dude, only, the lightsaber only does one thing we don't even really see it that well come on just make the make the ignition turn do you know you know what show like is just not hitting for me that i really thought would is bad uh, batch yes yeah nobody likes bad batch nobody likes it yeah, it's just boring. It's, There's no plot. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. It's a very cliche plot with the little girl, like, and like now, you know, oh, I've got to be a, I've got to be a father figure to this little girl. Like, I know, we I just like saw almost, this in Mandalorian. I feel like I almost just watched this. Yeah, we just oh, saw. Oh, and this, this person's gonna be force sensitive. I feel like I just watched this. Oh, is she force sensitive? I still think I don't know. I haven't. I've, I've only seen episode two. Yeah, same. I have two. not seen any. And when, uh, when, when like the whole thing was like, we're gonna go off planet, but you're gonna leave you with this family because they're a good family and they can they can take care of you more than I can. And she's like, but I want to stay with you. I was just like, ugh. I can't help but think after those two, and that was the last one I watched. Also, I can't help but think that she's gonna be force sensitive. Because this is how they're much like they kind of hint at Snoke in Mando. This is how they're going to hint at a clone body having force ability. Oh yeah, I guess. For, maybe that's why they for had how to Palpatine make, comes back. Maybe that's why they had to make the the girl clone. I don't know. They didn't have to. They just know what sells. It's a formula. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm all about a female clone. I just. I was like, why did it have to be a child? <laughs> like, why did it have to be well, an annoying child? It's a, because it's about a formula. This is I know, I know it's a formula. But, like, I was watching Bad Batch, and I was like, I think Dave Filoni might be a little too busy at this point. Like, I think he's got a little too much on his plate because this is not Filoni. Like, but you know what? Here's the thing. It might actually be the Filoni standard because every other animated series he's done, Rebels, Clone Wars, the first season stinks. You think we're getting more Bad Batch? I don't know. People are pretty underwhelmed. But yeah, if he goes to a second, typically that's when he starts to like really unload with his stuff. Yeah. Well, you know why? It's because you can, it's like anything, you can course correct it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, this didn't work. Cool. Okay. I'll do this. Yeah. Oh, having a blaster also be a lightsaber is the dumbest idea ever in Star Wars. Okay. Cool. We'll do this then. <laughs> I thought that All was the- kind of neat. All the kids don't want to buy this? Oh, okay, cool. I'm shocked that that wasn't a huge thing. God, it's just so gimmicky. All right, anything else uh, you wanted to talk about this week? I feel like we've done enough here. 
Right. Yeah, as, as have I. What, what's the plan for next week? We doing a show next week? Yes, next week I would like to do something about fireworks. So we're oh, that is nice. in the planning phase. Um, I don't usually love giving the plans for next week because things do sometimes change, but that is currently the plan that we're going to usher in fireworks with this show about. Will fireworks. you be um, using the cliche Katy Perry fireworks song? Oh, obviously, have to. That, that everyone have to because uses baby, whenever you bring up fireworks. So, baby, you're a firework, and that's the only lyric of that song that I know. It's the only one you have to. Uh, all right. Well, then, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us and for coming along with us on yet another Two Men in the Mouse draft. If you love our friend Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics over there in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Universal Orlando Resort, our buddy Dave Weicker from Magical Travel has got you covered. You can always reach him by sending an email to DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And if you are in need of a crib or stroller on that vacation, please check out our buddies over at KingdomStrollers.com that will rent you the Cripper Stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. And of course, for me, folks, please, the Morty Monster YouTube channel, which can always be found at YouTube.com slash Morty Monster. Always got those new videos of a lovable blue monster exploring the theme parks of Orlando. And of course, my books, the Rastanetti series, Winners of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, all available currently in uh, Kindle format paperback and um all but one are currently available in audiobook on audible.com which you can use a free audible trial to get a copy of one of them so all right folks um that about does it for this week pete any closing words great draft come great Did draft good. pete i'll see you next week please folks keep the magic alive every day of your lives we will see you next week on two men and the mouse so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.